Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 19th of October. Good to have you aboard. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, You've been in an accident, you, you call 911 first, then you get an attorney on the phone at Anna Jar and Levine. Whatever the injury is, wherever it came from, motorcycle, boating, slip and fall, hit and run, you may be thinking to yourself, what's it going to cost to work with a lawyer here in Fort Lauderdale? What's it going to cost here in Florida? You owe Anna Jar and Levine no upfront fees to get started with the case. You only pay if they collect compensation on your behalf. They are literally working for you, and then we're agreeing on a percentage-based fee for their services. They want you to put their knowledge to the test, their experience, their resources to work for you. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. We got NFL Week 7 getting going tonight. Jacksonville and New Orleans. 
We got a doubleheader, American League Championship Series Game 4, National League Championship Series Game 3. It, it's a Texas showdown with the American League in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns for the NFL tonight. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for all your pro all your college football, it's at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. BetOnline has everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series all the way through the World Series. Head to the BetOnline website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online where the game starts. So, got a really fun show planned today. I'm excited to have you aboard here. It's Thursday, so yes, week seven of the NFL gets going tonight. We have New Orleans, excuse me, and Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, he's a question mark, but we got to make sure we know who to start, we know who to sit, all the fantasy football stuff. So our pal Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football he joins us every Thursday. He's going to join us here. He'll help us out. We'll, we'll have him give his MVP. You know, we, we did our MVP rankings yesterday. If you miss any of Zaslow's show 2.0, you can always go back in the archives. I love when you go back and listen to past shows. You listen to shows you didn't listen to earlier. That That's what I'm talking about. So you can catch up on everything. If you missed that conversation, well, I mean, it was me. If you missed me conversating with me about the MVP. You can go back and listen to that yesterday. Ah, two and number one. And we'll talk to Jamie about that, but he'll also give us who to start, who to sit, all that fun stuff. You know, Christian McCaffrey's a big question mark. He's Monday night. Do, do you wait? What do you do? Who else should you start? Should you wait for Monday night football? So we'll get him on. You got the Dolphins and the Eagles this Sunday night. Philadelphia, they got a lot going on. You got the National League Championship Series, Philadelphia today. You got the Eagles and Dolphins, Sunday night. (laughs) You got the James Harden situation in Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, the Sixers. John Kincaid, he is a sports talk heavyweight, 97.5 the Fanatic in Philadelphia. We're going to get John Kincaid on the show today. We'll talk mainly Dolphins and Eagles with him, but like I just mentioned there, there's a lot going on in Philly, and like I said... He's a sports talk heavyweight. We'll get John Kincaid on the show. I'm really, I'm looking forward to talking to him. And by the way, I'm also looking forward to talking to him because uh, he's he's doing he's going to drop by on the show today while he is doing chemotherapy. That's right. He he's he's been battling cancer, I think, on and off for a little while now, and so he's going through chemo treatments right now. And he's still working. I mean, he does his show in the mornings, 97.5 The Fanatic in Philly. And he's going through chemo treatments at the same time, like a warrior. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to having John Kincaid on the show today. And we'll talk what's going on, Dolphins and Eagles, and getting you ready for Sunday night. But let's start out here. Your Miami Heat, 2-2 two and two now in the preseason. They're through four of five preseason games. They will wrap it up tomorrow night. At Houston. Last night was your last chance to catch your favorite little basketball team in person, preseason style. You had a bunch of guys. Heat lost 107 104. Fun game. Came right down to the end there. The Heat actually had the lead with two minutes left. And they wind up 
having a chance late. I mean, Cole Swider couldn't really get a shot off, and the Heat lose 107-104. But you you were without, there was no Jimmy Butler, no Tyler Hero, no Kevin Love, no Kyle Lowry, no Caleb Martin, no Jaime Jaquez, which is frustrating because you want to see him playing right away, but he's dealing with a groin issue that he suffered in the first game. Uh, Josh Richardson re-aggravated his back early in this game, so that sucks as well. But you had, uh, and it's, it's fun. At least the Heat are being honest, right? Next to Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love's name on the injury report, you know, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, out. Let others, give others a chance to play. That's why it wasn't rest, wasn't an injury. They're out. Give others a chance to play. Okay, at least we're being honest, right? And so you had Haywood Highsmith. Haywood Highsmith led Miami 15 points. He was 6 of 8. He was 3 for 4 from 3. Jamal Kane. Jamal Kane's got to be part of this team, right? Not only has Jamal Kane got to get one of those final roster spots, Jamal Kane, I feel like he's got to play. Jamal Kane last night, 7 points, 14 rebounds. He is a very active player. And for a team who had a lot of trouble rebounds in the basketball last year because of their size. Jamal Kane, I, I feel like he's got to play. He has shown he can score. He has shown he can rebound. Excellent job out of him again last night. Nikola Jovic, which I think they're calling him Nico. I think he's going to be Nico Jovic, which is smart because you don't get the confusion now with Nikola Jokic, you know? So Nico Jovic, he had nine points off the bench yesterday. This team has so many guys that I want to see play. That's why, yes, we're down about the Lillard stuff, but I refuse to, like, I'm not thinking about it anymore. I refuse to go into this season with any kind of negative feelings about this team. I'm excited to see this group coming off of an Eastern Conference championship with a bunch of guys who I think are really going to help this team. And to show just how deep they are, Niko Jovic who's a guy who we want to see, he came off the bench last night in a game that all those aforementioned players did not play. That's how deep this team is right now, that Jovic came off the bench last night when you had all of those guys out. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of guys on this team right now that I am excited to see play. There are guys who who I think are going to help this team. It's why, you know, this team has the... They have the benefit of knowing. Just get to the postseason. We're not afraid of anybody. Doesn't matter who we play. First round, second round. We've shown we could beat all of these teams. So just get to the postseason. And what I'm getting at is, I really think the regular season for this Heat team needs to be about, let's find out who these young guys are. Hawkes, Jovich, Highsmith, Kane, let's find out who these guys are. The Heat are going to win enough games to get to the postseason. You'd like them to be a top four, top five team, which I think is possible. But I think this regular season needs to be about developing these guys and getting them ready to contribute in the postseason. You know, you had guys contribute in the postseason last year, guys like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, Guys who had been developed over the last couple years. You need secondary players to help Butler, to help Bam, to help Tyler Hero. 
And the only way they're going to be ready to do that is by getting playing time in the regular season. They're going to be good enough to make the playoffs for sure. Definitely top six, you would think, so they can avoid the play-in. But I really think this regular season needs to be about finding out if some of these young guys can play and can contribute to a playoff team. And I think it's worth sacrificing some wins in the regular season to get to a place where these guys can help you in the playoffs. I really think that's what this regular season needs. I think that's a major part of what this regular season needs to be about. So the Heat lose last night, but I, I had fun with that game. I had the Heat game on the big TV. I had the baseball and small TV status in the Zaslow Mansion family room. You know what I'm talking about. So they'll close it out tomorrow in Houston. Now, as far as the important stuff tonight, I already told you, you got Thursday night football. Great. But Thursday night football, that's small TV status in the Zaslow Mansion family room. The Florida Panthers, your favorite little hockey team. They are back in action tonight. Home opener. They will raise the banner for the Eastern Conference Championship. Just the second in franchise history. This is the 30th home opener in Florida Panthers history. That's right. It's the 30th season of Panther hockey. You're going to have a great crowd. Probably get a bunch of Toronto fans. But this Panther team has made the playoffs three consecutive years. I don't count the 2020 COVID year. If you want to do that, it's four. But for the first time in franchise history, three consecutive seasons making the postseason. This is literally the golden era of Panther hockey, which is good, but it's also pathetic because it's their 30th year. But the point is, we're here. We're in a place where this team is now viable. They're sustaining success. And I think now you are going to reap the rewards of that as a Panther fan where I think most home games are going to be really close to a sellout. Look, I went to the first preseason game. It was an afternoon weekday game. It was a great crowd for preseason. Lower level, almost full. Years past, that game, you're getting 100 people in the stands. I think that tonight, tonight's going to be a phenomenal crowd. And I think most games this year are going to be close to sold out, which really is going to provide a tremendous atmosphere for this team that's going to try to get to 500 tonight for the first time. They lost their first two. Can they win their next two now? I would imagine Bobrovsky is going to get the start for the fourth consecutive game to start the season. I don't know why he wouldn't, considering the last game was Monday, and this is the home opener. So I'm super pumped about tonight. I'm not going to the game. I know a lot of people, a lot of you guys are saying, Zazzle, are you going? I'm not going. I got things I need to handle tonight. We're not going to the game. But I am way into it tonight. I'm very excited. I love the Panthers so much. And I love that they're good where, yeah, I could wake up this morning and I'm looking forward to watching the Panthers tonight. So that's what we have on tap tonight. All right. Before we get to John Kincaid, let's get to all, let's get to Dolphins and Eagles with him and a bunch of other hot stories as well. Before we get to John Kincaid here, guys, one of our new sponsors, one of our main sponsors on It's Still Real to Me, that's my pro wrestling show, is Matthew H. Mashler and Signature Real Estate Finder. If you're thinking about getting a new home, if you're looking for that dream home, you don't know where to start, you start with Matthew H. Mashler, Signature Real Estate Finder. 
There are so many great options, so many homes out here in beautiful South Florida, and you need someone to show you. You you need Matthew H. Mashler, your trusted real estate broker, to make sure you're getting the best deal and the perfect home for you and your family. Matthew's got over a decade of experience specializing in luxury homes. He's a certified luxury home marketing specialist. So with offices all throughout Florida, and that includes Boca Raton, by the way, Signature Real Estate, number one in Boca Raton, one of the tops in all of Florida. But with offices all throughout Florida, Boca, Delray, Parkland, Fort Lauderdale, Naples, Miami, Palm Beach, the Signature team is where you want to be. Maybe you're not just looking for your dream home. Maybe you want to get involved and be a part of the Signature team. If you're ready to take your real estate career to the next level, Signature Real Estate Companies, Signature Real Estate Finder, Matthew H. Mashler, go to realestatefinder.com. So if you're looking to buy your new dream home, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. You're looking to sell your property, Matthew H. Mashler, 561-208-3334. Or you're just looking to join the best in the business, realestatefinder.com. Matthew H. Mashler, your pathway to exceptional real estate experiences. All right, so let's let's get to John Kincaid here. Mornings on 97.5 The Fanatic. I mean, long-time sports talk host. Atlanta, I remember listening. Philadelphia now back in Philly for the last few years. And I'm glad to have you join us here, John, because, yes, obviously, the Dolphins have the Eagles this Sunday night. Big-time matchup. But Philadelphia right now really feels like it's – the biggest stories are coming out of Philadelphia right now. You got the biggest baseball story, of course, with the Phillies. You got the biggest basketball story right now with Harden, which is not necessarily a good thing for you guys. And no, then, not good. And then, oh, by the way, the Eagles are tied for the best record yeah. in the in the NFL. Yes, you got your Red October. You got your Phillies gear and everything. You're ready to go for this afternoon. But get, so with those three monster stories, give me the pie chart right now. Mornings on 97.5 The Fanatic. The percentages give the, the the time given to those three stories on a week like this. 5% Harden at the most because we're tired of his lazy ass act. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm tired of his whole, his whole cartoonish belief system. He looks in a mirror and he sees 28-year-old James Harden. He doesn't see the James Harden that we've seen, especially in crunch time when they've needed him. No more than five percent right now to the Sixers. They're not even. They're not even really on the radar much. Uh, and I would say it's probably surprising to you. Fifty percent Eagles, forty-five percent Phillies. Wow! Yeah, Eagles you guys still, love the Eagles, Eagles man. Oh, the Eagles in this town is well. As I say to people, and I love Miami. By the way, I love South Florida. My uh, wife uh, graduated from Chaminade, Madonna. Okay. Went to, well, when it was just Madonna. Yeah. Thing. So she grew up there after coming to this country from Jamaica. And so we love that area. We lo- I just love everything about it. But uh, in Philly, you greet people with, go birds, go birds, go birds. It's sort of like Roll Tide. Yep. You know, it's like everybody here, but it's been forever since I was a child. A lot of the go birds stuff. But now it's amped up on, on steroids. Like you wouldn't believe it's constant everywhere you go. It's go birds, go birds. Like you're saying, and if you see anybody in Eagles gear, it's go birds. If you're in Vegas, if you're in Florida, if you're wherever it's all over the place. So, so let me, let me touch on a little bit with the Sixers and the Phillies, and then we'll get to the Eagles stuff. Sure. This, the Sixers part, 
All right, so here's here's an issue I have with it on the outside looking in. And you got to also remember, uh, I'm coming from a perspective of Miami Heat, Heat culture. We take basketball yeah. super serious. It's very businesslike. What, what are your thoughts on Embiid right now? Where like on a day like yesterday, he's asked about it and he's playing coy. I don't know, maybe James had... He had somewhere to be. He had something going on. I don't know why he's not here. Like in, in my like that'd be like if Alonzo Mourning were being asked why isn't his second best player on a championship contender here? Like Alonzo's gonna light him up, and it's like, hey man, we're trying to do something here. What the fuck are you doing? So what's the talk about Embiid's role in this situation? Well, the one thing is, is with James not being there yesterday. I noticed that a couple of the clubs had dollar wing day. So maybe the, the, the you know, those, ge- those gentlemen's clubs. Yes. So yeah, Wednesdays is a slow day. So they offer the wing deal and everything. And uh-huh. from we know. Yeah. So I'm thinking that might've been the reason he wasn't there. Maybe uh, Mercedes and uh, Corvette were asking him to make an appearance. Uh, I'm very anti James Harden. If you don't know, yep. not his talents. I respect the hell out of his career. I respect the hell out of what kind of a player he was. He's not that player anymore. He looks in the mirror and he sees that player. He has let this city down twice in postseason. And so, but to Embiid, I said it before and I'll say it again. Joel Embiid, find your damn voice. Speak up. You are the leader of the franchise. Stop kissing butt of James Harden and have a statement to make. You're the leader here. We're trying to accomplish a championship. We've fallen short, miserably short, over expectations. Where the hell are you, James? James has to be fully committed. And I'll tell you right now, I would not put him on the court. If you're not fully committed, you're pulling this nonsense, I wouldn't even put him on the court. I'd make a statement. Nick Nurse is just starting out. I'd make a statement and say, I don't want a guy who has half-assed commitment to my franchise. And I wouldn't want it. I totally agree. Like, Embiid, he's the MVP of the league. Yes. He's trying to win a championship. And this guy is, is, is in a scenario right now where he's potentially dampering uh, what you're trying to accomplish. I, I, don't, get the, I don't get the Pot- nice guy. Zaz, Zaz, it's not potentially. He right now, he could drag this team, If like, if, I don't know, he could drag them to a five seed. I mean, he could, you know, there's, there's up and coming teams in the East. I'm worried about Cleveland. I really am. I'm not worried about the Knicks beating them out, but I think that the, the gap between the Sixers and the Knicks with Embiid playing his, his nonsense, I mean, with a Harden playing his nonsense, I think that gap's much smaller. This team could actually be, could end up a five seed, which would be an abject failure. And everybody's worried. They don't want to critique Joel Embiid this town. Yeah. He's the MVP. He wasn't the MVP in the playoffs. Yeah. And more importantly, to me, it's the idea of everybody's petrified that the whole people who bought into that process, which I never did. I was a detractor from day one. I'd never advocate losing to get good because I think you get a loser mentality doing it losing games purposely and I think it's played out that way I think I'm right is that they, they, to me they're so afraid that they're going to go through another one yeah that's yeah. going to require another teardown because they're just not mentally prepared for it I'm prepared for it because I'm believing that's where they're heading if things don't turn around if, 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 if they don't get a good deal for James Harden I, I have very low expectations on whether they can compete for a championship the uh, the Phillies. So game three is this afternoon. Yes. The Phillies, Bryce Harper. Give me a little bit on Harper here where I look at it and it feels to me like he is on a trajectory of being one of the all-time most beloved Philly athletes. Am I right about that? 
There's not even a question. He could go in right now and knock off a Wawa and be caught on every security camera. And people will say, do you recognize this thief? And every Philadelphia would go, nope, never saw him before in his life. What what Bryce Harper's done is he's come to his second team, he, he, the, the city that he picked, the fan base that he picked. And he told us from day one, I want to be a Philadelphian. That's why I put in the no trade clause. I want you people to know I'm as committed to you as I know you're going to be to me. And then John Middleton, the owner, who, who has gone out and done everything he can to give the team the resources it needs, uh, consults with Bryce Harper about what kind of players you want in this team. The Schwarber deal, the Castellanos deal, the Trey Turner deal. General manager Bryce Harper, as I point to, is he does two jobs for the price of one. I think he said to Dave Dombrowski, these are the guys I want. These are the kind of teammates I want. Uh, him and Castellanos played together in high school on one of those like USA all-star teams. Um, he knew Trey Turner as a teammate. He knew Schwarber as just a dog. And he said it from day one, that Kyle Schwarber will be beloved in this city. And he said it, he goes, he's going to be beloved here. Kyle Schwarber is just, I mean, the big Wawa up here. And, and, and a lot of people in South Florida know what Wawa yeah. is. It's the convenience store, which is the greatest food in the world. And they have the Schwarber, the, the Schwarbaum, which is the, the, the energy drink. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Schwarber shorties. You can get the short hoagies, the Schwarber shorties. He's beloved already. And, and when you perform in October in this town, you never buy a beer the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and you don't have to win a championship. You can like, get close. You can be like, you know how the Heat players are so respected. And, it, and they're respected when, if they lose in the finals, Heat fans are like, damn, that sucks. But they respect the hell out of the players. And they, and they become more beloved. Same way here. You perform in October for the Phillies, you'll never buy a beer the rest of your life. So what's the setup this afternoon uh, for John Kincaid? Do you watch at home? Do you pace around the living room the whole game? What's the setup? Well, since they're in Arizona, it's good. Is that normally I would have gone to Arizona. and uh, But I, as, as you know, we've talked about it, I'm doing cancer treatments right now. And so I'm not even allowed to go to the home games because I'm in my last 30 days of treatment. And they're like, do not do anything to pick up a virus or you're going to be hospitalized. Do not get COVID or, you, which you're, or you're going to get hospitalized. So I'm even not allowed to go to the locker rooms anymore. I'm not allowed to go to the press box. I'm not allowed to be, and I'm watching it on TV. And I, I, I got to tell you, a couple of times I've gotten tears in my eyes because I know the energy of that building, which is the craziest thing I've ever seen in pro sports as far as just the atmosphere. It's wild. It's fun. It's a get, and nobody, nobody sits. Right. The other night, 10 nothing. And I kept showing my wife the whole thing going, look, first inning, fifth inning. And it was eight, nothing. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving a 10, nothing. You can go watch it because everybody wants to sing dancing on my own with the players at the end of the game. And once it's, it's a zoo, it's a, it is a, it's, um, and, and, and in the year they drew three point, I think 3.1 million fans. They got great crowds and everything, but the crowds in the regular season are nothing like red October. Red October is a thing here. And it is a lifestyle and everybody wears it. You got the priest to church talking about it. You have the, like the whole communities. You can't go anywhere, but on my ride home, if I don't take the highway route back to my home and you, and I drive the local routes, every business go fills, digital boards, signs hanging everywhere. It's very much like when you would understand, like when the heat makes a run. Yeah. You know, I think it's just, and then everybody just sort of gets into it. This whole city's crazy. I mean, so, it's, so are you, are you relaxed or do you have anxiety the whole game? 
No anxiety. No, not with this team right now, with this okay. matchup either. I don't have any anxiety with it, but uh, I always have anxiety in postseason when the team goes to the bullpen. Like <laughs> bullpen, you know, you're always wondering, is this – because look, how many times do you – I always look at it as this way, and it, it, it might not be a, a good reference, but the Russian roulette thing. How many times can you make a move to the bullpen and it's going to be the right move? Mm-hmm. Now, the way Rob Thompson manages, he manages like – honestly, I think he's like uh, – uh, he's like Inspector Clouseau. I'll look at it and go, what is he doing? And it works. He has, but he's pushed every right button right now. They have the second best ERA. So you think of all the home runs, you think of the team, they have the second best postseason ERA through eight games. They would be number two of all time. If wow. it's safe, they have a one, three, nine ERA for the entire staff. And their worst pitcher by ERA is Zach Wheeler. Who may yeah. be their best pitcher? Yeah. He has a two. He has the two four three, and he's the bum right now with two four three, which is a joke because everybody here loves Zach Wheeler. Do you have so, a rooting interest in the AL, or you don't care who they face if they win this series? I wrote a piece for our website today at ninety seven five thefanatic.com just about that topic, Zaz. See, you're on to it. Okay. I said, look, because now I said everybody here has to watch that series with a with an eye. Do you know this though? Here's a number for you to blow your mind. Last twelve times they played the Texas Rangers. 0-12. Wow. Which is a weird thing. Now, this year's team, 0-3, to start the year. Aaron Nola blew a 5-0 lead at Texas on opening day. So Texas has home, home field over us. Houston does not because the Phillies went to Houston and won two out of three. So we we have home field when we play the Astros. It's still tough. That's a tough decision. And the Astros are tough as hell. Yeah. We lost to them last year, and they were the team. Remember, the Phillies were 10-0 at home. I believe it was 10 and 0 at home and then, or whatever the number was. And then the, the two losses to Houston game four and game five, and they were no hit in game four. Houston came in here and said, Hey, red October is awesome. And all the players acknowledged it's a zoo. They, they weren't intimidated. Yeah, I think they don't te- care. I think Texas would be more intimidated. And honestly, I like the baseball format of, I think it's an advantage to start on the road. Yeah. Cause if, if you, you get one of those games, game, you're golden. And then if you come home here, like, like if you come home to Philly, you, you think one of the games in Texas, you think this team, which still hasn't lost at home this year, is could, could maybe sweep and, and win the World Series. But definitely all. get two out of three right, and feel exactly. really good. So you feel good about it. Which yeah. Is good. yeah, that's why I used to it's like the much. old NBA Finals format. I liked starting on the road those first two games. They changed it a few years ago. I think 2014 was when they changed it back. But I used to like the 2-3-2 two, two format for the road team in the NBA for that reason. By the way, it always pisses me off something about Miami. Can I just get this out yeah, of here? Yeah. Uh, and it's not, it's a pisses off in a funny way. Eric Spolstra started his career in the same job that I did with the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, is that right? Doing video statistics yeah. for Mike Keenan, <laughs> famous, famous coach. It always pisses me off when I see Spolstra. And I'm like, dude, I could have $8 million a year. <laughs> I'd be living on South Beach. But uh, I, admire, I admire Coach Spolstra a ton. I, I, I think he is a freaking mastermind. Like, right. you know, your 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 town has had Don Shula, and that predates you. But it's like Don Shula was legendary. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at Spolstra, and I think no one can make chicken salad out of chicken poop mm-hmm. better than Eric Spolstra in the NBA consistently, and he's done it numerous times. He's yep. a brilliant coach. He's a brilliant yep. coach. 
Sorry to break up the conversation here, guys, but I want to make sure that you got the best homeowner's insurance out there. And that's why I direct you to Brunt Insurance. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And I keep going back, I keep going back, I keep renewing because I know I have the most comprehensive coverage out there and I'm getting it at the most affordable rate there is. You know, some of you guys, you're listening now on the west coast of Florida, God forbid you got some damage to your home because of the storm yesterday. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, or you go to bruntinsurance.com. And yes, anywhere in Florida, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They have locations all throughout the state. So you could be calling from Pensacola or all the way down to the Keys and beyond. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, his fully licensed staff, They have the expertise, they have the experience, they know what area you're calling from. So they're going to know exactly what type of coverage you need, what kind of policies you have to make sure you have. Hey, that also includes trailers and motorhomes. Let the team at Brunt Insurance help you learn more about your policy options so you're making an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. And you don't even have to own your home. Renter's insurance, condo insurance, all the options out there. It can make your head spin. Brunt Insurance specializes in making the confusing crystal clear. When you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. Bruntinsurance.com, the only insurance agency that I'm going to send you to. So let me ask you here, John Kincaid, about the Eagles and Dolphins Sunday night. I thought, now look, the Eagles 5-1. It's tied for the best record in the league with the Dolphins, with the Lions, with the Chiefs, with the Niners. But... I, I thought this past weekend's loss for the Eagles was was really a game that they may look back at and say, damn it, I wish we had that one. Because I look at these next seven games, I think it is, for Philadelphia. This is a brutal stretch of games. They're starting this weekend with the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins at home. Then you've got the, well, Commanders on the road. I'm not worried about that one as much. Then you come home for the Dallas matchup before the bye week. Then you've got Chiefs on the road on Monday Night Football. You come home for the Bills and the 49ers back-to-back Sundays. And then you go on the road to Dallas. Very then, you go on the, then you go on the road to Seattle. Yep. I, agree, I agree with you completely. I think that that Jets loss will probably keep them from the number one seat because the San Francisco 49ers play in an easier division. I think it'll work out that way. But in their division, I'm not worried about it as much because, like with Dallas – Dallas plays – they had to play 49ers on the road. They already lost. They have to play Buffalo and Miami on the road in December. So if the Eagles split with Dallas, I have no concerns. The The East is one. But I think they're going to be the two seed. Yeah. And I think it may be because of that game that we saw last Sunday. But I've got something – you want something bold? Yeah. That I've been saying all week? Yeah. And my station – I have told the members of my radio station that – I said, I noticed some kitty litter boxes are out here. So we have some scaredy cats in the building. I'll be bold and beautiful. I'm going to be bold and beautiful here. I'm going to tell you right out, flat out. I think the Eagles are are going to win. I think the Eagles are going to be put on their best showing of the entire year. And I think that the Eagles offense will look like last year's offense against that Dolphins defense. I'm expecting a Eagles victory. And I, I think it will be cosmetically close but it won't be close. I think the Dolphins got a lot to prove this Sunday. The Dolphins five wins this year. They're five 
and 24, like you put yeah, out there. I bring that up all the time. I saw you did. They're five and 24. Now you can By only- the way, do you know that that is, I, I, and I'm going to give ESPN stats and information the credit. Mm-hmm. That's the worst uh, win, per, uh, the, the opponent's win percentage that a team has ever put up their first five wins with. Well, but now look, it's, you, it's, you, it's, and that's why the numbers are so inflated for yeah. the Dolphins offense, which by the way, I had a ton of respect for that Dolphins offense and being in the South, as long as I was, I saw the whole Tua Jalen thing play yeah. out in the SEC. I have tons of respect for Tua and everything, but those offensive numbers are completely inflated. By yeah, and, and, and I mean, look, you can only beat who's in front of you. All right. And, and they're, they're doing it, but they, they got a little bit of a bully mentality right now. The Dolphins where they're kicking the shit out of the bad teams. They've only played one good team, and they, and they lost, lost by, by four, touchdowns. four touchdowns. So, and I yeah, said, I, no, I said I, and I also made this statement: there isn't a team in the NFL that could beat the Eagles by four touchdowns. None. There will never be a final score where you come in on Monday and go, "Wow, the Eagles got blown up by four touchdowns." Right. It'll never happen. And that, to me, is another thing too. It it tells me something about that bully mentality. Mm-hmm. But when you go up against another team, it's going to punch you in the mouth. Yeah. And that Eagles yeah. that Eagles offensive line, I think, has a huge advantage this weekend. But we huge. got we got a ton of injuries on both sides right. of the ball, right? You do. Both teams do. It's weird. Is that like there's critical guys too? Which is plus another thing you guys got going for you. It's the Kelly Green bring back Sunday night. I don't know if you knew that. What? It's the well, the Eagles alternate, you, you know, the Eagles when, when oh, we were, okay. the Eagles wore Kelly Green until 1996. And they're doing that this Sunday? It's the per, it's the re-premiere of the Kelly Green. Oh, you don't okay. understand. I've never heard more discussion in my life over people wanting, oh, we got to bring back the Kelly Greens. Kelly Green, it's the biggest thing in this town. Sunday, everybody will be wearing, if you go shopping at Giant on Sunday, I think you get 10% off if you're wearing Kelly Green. Like, I mean, it's like the whole city's going nuts with it. Who is the they, player you think of when you think of that uniform? Reggie. Reggie no. White. Okay. I mean, to me, to me, it's Reggie White because I saw a lot of crappy football in Kelly Green. I sort of think Kelly Green looks more like the little bags that I put the poop in when I take Nikki Foles, my dog, out for walks. <laughs> they, you know, because, because I saw a lot of crappy football. Like, to me, it's all the 35s and below that are going nuts. we got to get Kelly Green. I said, yeah, that's because you didn't watch a bunch of crap football like uh-huh. I did. Kelly Green. <laughs> the, the minute Jeffrey Lurie turned, well, the minute Jeffrey Lurie got here, the whole organization changed. Great owner. And a, but like he, the minute he came in and he went to the midnight green and changed it and everything like that. I've seen the midnight green and all they do is win, 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 no matter what, what, what to use a Miami reference to shout out there. And uh, so I, I, I look at it and go, okay, it's it's I, I like the Kelly I like, Kelly Green's nostalgic, but it's nostalgic for a lot of crap. What is what is the general thought this week these days about Jalen Hurts? He was an MVP candidate last year, uh, probably finished second if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Uh, as far as his play this year, what are the thoughts on Hurts? Very disappointed. Uh, the fan base is a little disappointed, but as I say to them all the time, if I told you that a quarterback was going to go 22 and two as the Eagles starter, I would tell you to shut the hell up. If he's losing once every 11 games, shut up, shut up. He does. He is a brilliant. And I don't use the term game manager in a derogatory term. He is a brilliant game manager. What happened last Sunday is more of a product of Lane Johnson being out the right tackle. When Lane Johnson doesn't play, if the, if the dolphin fans, if you hear Sunday, Lane Johnson out your chances to win doubled. That's how important he is, and that's how much this team loses when Lane Johnson doesn't play. 
So to me, that's something to watch. If you see Lane Johnson late Sunday afternoon out, Dolphins chances to win double. And do we think Jalen Carter is going to play? I think Jalen Carter's playing. I think Jalen Carter's playing, and I do think Darius Slay will play. Right. And if J- if Jalen Carter plays, that ruins Tua a little bit mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse for Tua than when people are blowing up right up, right in on him, right over the center. Jalen Carter is a beast, and I got to watch him from his time he was recruited at Georgia by Kirby Smart to his career there, and then and then now at Eagle, where we draft literally everybody out of Athens. We just like set up camp in Georgia and say, okay, let's fit you for a uniform before draft night. Jalen Carter is a beast. Yep. I mean, he is, he is a game wrecker. And when I watched the Cowboys go on out there and, 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 you know, get a guy from Penn state to be their defensive game record, I was like, why can't we do something like that? And Jalen Carter is that guy. Yep. And it felt, um, and NFL teams are going to kick themselves for years to come. Yeah. What do you, he went like 12 or something. Where'd he Eight, go? No, no, nine. Oh, and, but there was talk the where Bears. it's like he, he could have been one of the top picks. He should have been. And the Bears traded the ninth, the 10th pick. They, they traded back to the 10th pick so the Eagles could take him. I mean, the Bears, a team built in the past on strong defense, yeah. ferocious defense. And if we score 17, 20 points, we'll win because our defense will just dominate people. I can't believe they ever let Jalen Carter get out of there, get out of here. I can't believe it. Some quick thoughts here, John, on what you've seen from afar on Tua. You like what you see? Oh, I like Tua. I've liked Tua since college, though. And I can tell you this, is that I think between Tua and between Jalen Hurts, I and I, I know Nick Saban a little. I don't know him well, but I know him a little. I've interviewed him many times because of the being in the South for 20-some years. Uh, I can tell you this. I've never heard more effusive praise for two guys. He Maybe he's getting old. Maybe he's getting soft. Mm-hmm. A little bit, but the way the way that Nick Saban will talk to you on and off record about Tua and Jalen Hurts, he thinks the world of both of them, and I respect his opinion. I know a lot of Dolphin fans aren't big Saban fans, but I respect his football IQ. He loves both guys, and and he likes them for sort of different reasons mm-hmm. too. But uh, those are two. But both franchises are really really happy. I worry about Tua's health though. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I, I'm wondering, is he gonna like? I believe Jalen will have a long career. And it's one of the reasons why I would take Jalen over to a is just the concussion thing scares me. Yep. And, and he's a guy that when I don't think he eludes harm's way, the way Jalen hurts does. And Jalen hurts really rarely takes a big hit. I mean, he's just not, he's just not mobile to a not, not mobile. No, I mean, like, two is not mobile. And that's why Jalen Carter, if Jalen Carter's playing, mm-hmm. he, it's even worse for Miami because they're, he, he, they're just with him and Fletcher Cox in the rotation. And they rotate as many guys on the defensive line as any team in the NFL. And so I think it could be a really, really, it's going to be a really interesting Sunday. But uh, look, hey, I wish it was in Miami and I could be there. That would be great. Because I would, back in the day, would we would uh, we would go every year to a place called the Bahia Cabana. You remember uh-huh. that? No. Remember that hotel? Caddy Corner, it was Caddy Corner to the Yankee Clipper. Okay. Right at Bahia Marriott Base. Okay, okay. And, and it was owned by Philly people. Okay. And so, like, and that were friends of our family. My childhood was spent... Two weeks minimum every summer at the Bahia Cabana in Fort Lauderdale. Uh-huh. And then it was uh, the night of Christmas or the morning after, fly to my fly down and spend the week between Christmas and New Year's. And we would always be New Year's Eve right there in the ocean with the Yankee, right where the Yankee Clipper is. And I think Channel 4 
used to be up there at the yeah. top of the yeah maybe yeah back in the day they would do the news the channel seven or four mm -hmm. and so every my childhood was spent in fort lauderdale I have you it. have you been here have you been to hard rock stadium since all the renovations i had yeah i went to the first game there ever do you know wow. miami versus what 88 89 yeah. talking about miami, summer in the summer miami versus the bears wow and it was versus the bears i think it was 87 because it was right okay. after they they won and so it was right after the, the Bears had won. Right. And uh, my buddy, Joe, got tickets because L.F. Driscoll, his construction company, was part of building the stadium. So he got tickets and we got to go down. The we stadium's great right now. It's it a is, beautiful changed, stadium now. They've changed a lot. Oh, you yeah. Know, they, they changed it a lot. And I, well, plus two, I think, once you get the, once you get the Marlins out of there, yep. you can make it more of a football experience. Like I like here that we have our in the same parking area. You got the football team, you got the baseball team, you got the basketball team and the hockey team sharing. So nobody's sharing, like except the basketball and hockey do, but that's common in most markets. It's just that idea of crazy. It's common like, in most markets. In a southern sunrise. market, in a southern market here, we have different arenas for the basketball and hockey. It's so stupid. I think it makes no sense. And and I gotta tell you, I love um I like that sunrise area, but maybe yeah. if I was maybe if I was 65. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think it's where the hot happening people are. The Panthers, that, the Panthers wanted the Broward crowd when they left right. 25 years ago. And I got to tell you is that, you know, Zaz, we're hot and happy. So we, we want to be where the party scene is. Man. Yeah. You know, we want to be with that velvet rope crowd, like the heat games. Look at the beautiful venue you're walking into. But more importantly, mm -hmm. the, the outside, like where you are and, and just holding it. And Shaq, after working with Shaq for six years, uh, he sold me on Miami. And then just how much. How much fun. And if you ever go to Miami with Shaq, you'll never think right. of Miami the same way. It's even better. It's better than you ever saw in your life just because it's just so much fun. He loves the people there. Yeah. He just loves it so much and loves the policemen there and everything. And it's so funny to just hear Shaq go, I want to go on a ride tonight. And he literally just pick up his phone and go, what do you, Shaq, I'm, I'm going to go ride in the middle of the night. I'm going to go riding with the cops. Yep. And it's the craziest thing in the world. Yep. John, excellent job. I enjoyed this. Tell everybody how they can Always hear fun, you. Zaz. Tell everybody how they can hear you and how they can read what you got going on. Well, 975thefanatic.com. You can download the app if you're a Philly transplant down there in Miami and you love what Zaz is doing. Check me out. Uh, I do morning six to ten. But also too, the show is on YouTube. It is uh archived so everybody can watch. And we do it by segments and we all like specific topics. And then we also do it the whole show. At John Kincaid on Twitter is where we can always interact. Awesome. Thank you, Good John. Hey, conti continue the good fight, man. It looks like you're, you're doing yeah, great. Doing, I, I mean, have you had any guests on that are doing chemo? I have not. Look, look, at that. That. look at that. Right at my port, right in my chest. And I'm doing chemo and I'm talking to Zaz. Good for you. I appreciate right. it, John. Thank you. Take care, man. We'll see you soon. Excellent job by John Kincaid. How about that? Like, if, you, if you're just listening right now on the podcast, which I, I want you to listen on the podcast, but sometimes you like going to the YouTube, youtube.com slash show, and then you could watch the interviews all right so if you want you can go and you can check out john kincaid right there and he holds up his little like you know battery his little machine where you know the i guess the chemo comes from and you know it's connected to his chest he pulled down his shirt and you could see there uh, amazing amazing so it's it looks like it sounds like he's kicking ass and and if you see in the video his face is red so it's a whole red october thing but the face is red because that's apparently what chemo does to your skin. But God bless. He is, I mean, talk about being in great spirits and working his ass off. And, and like I said earlier, I, I think he's been dealing with cancer on and off for a little while. 
and and certainly is in great spirits. That's yeah, that shit's inspiring. Good for him, man. So appreciate him hanging out and joining us. We'll talk to Jamie Eisenberg. We'll get the fantasy football advice coming up. But look, it's Thursday. You know what that means. Let's get to some Zaslow Show 2.0 mailbag questions. So I send out the note either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I did it this morning. And and you can write back with questions. We'll use your questions for mailbag on the show. Pretty much nothing is off limits. Really, whatever you want to know. So let's get after it. It doesn't have to just be about sports. So let's get after it here. This question here is from Heater361. And he asks, Zaslow, did the Ticket Ninja get the Royal Rumble pre-sale password? Yes, of course I did. I told you yesterday, all your pre-sales, I, I get every code I want. You can never keep me out of your out of your on-sales. And actually, I picked up my Royal Rumble tickets yesterday. There were a couple pre-sales. The first pre-sale was yesterday. I picked up a ter- pair of tickets for Royal Rumble in the club level. We're going to take my son. I think it's going to be awesome. I think I got a great price. There's another pre-sale going on today. I think it's going on all day today. And then the general on sale starts tomorrow. But if you wait for general on sale, like with any show, you've waited too long. They're they're not going to be any seats for you. It's like the pre-sale is the real on sale now. So yes, Heater361, I did get all the pre-sale codes. I got my tickets yesterday. And check check your, your, your private messages. I sent you. I replied to your message and I sent you the pre-sale password. So hopefully I will see you there. This next question is from Fast GMO. And he says, can we get the Rom Dog to make a college football Canes opinion appearance? Okay, great question. Uh, yeah, I, I actually asked Romberg earlier in the week. I asked him on Monday. I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday to come on the show. And he was already on the golf course. So yeah, we'll, we'll get Romberg on the show real soon. I promise. This next question. Mike in West Palm Beach, super fan of Zaslow Show 2.0. He writes, what is the order of most important to Miami winning? McDaniel, Tua, Tyreek. Wow. Great question. You know, it's really easy to say the quarterback is the most important. But the head coach has helped the quarterback in a couple of ways. Number one, obviously the offensive scheme. But number two, from a from a mental perspective, from a uh, uh, you know a positivity perspective, he is he's been able to get Tua to a place that the previous head coach obviously wasn't willing to do. And then you got Tyreek and how he's obviously helped. All right, very tough question. I'm going order of importance for Miami winning. I'm going Tua number one. Because the quarterback is the most important. I'm going, and and that's not to say, like, I think Tua can have success with many really good coaches, not just Mike McDaniel. You better feel that way. They drafted him number five overall. I don't think, I think McDaniel helps Tua in a very big way. I don't think Tua is a product of McDaniel. If anything, I would say it could be the other way around, that McDaniel could be a product of Tua, because if McDaniel had a shitty quarterback, I don't believe that he could make chicken chicken salad out of chicken shit. So I go Tua number one, McDaniel two, Tyreek three. And I say Tyreek three because I think Jalen Waddell is good enough to be a number one receiver. 
So, Tua 1, McDaniel 2, Tyreek Hill 3. Very difficult question to answer. Very good question from Mike in West Palm Beach. All right, next question. This is, uh, oh, this is actually another one from Mike. When will you have Greg Cody on Zaslow Show 2.0? I mean, I'm not against having Greg Cody on this show. I kind of feel like, I, I don't know, I, I think I'd be embarrassed if I asked Greg Cody to come on the show. Listen, I got, I got nothing personal against Greg Cody. He, he, every interaction I've had with him, he is really, really nice. Why do I have to love his columns? I don't have to love his columns. But I'd be, like, really embarrassed if I asked him to come on the show. And he declined. That'd be very embarrassing. So when will I have Greg Cody on, on the show? I'm certainly not against it at all. But I, I have no plan. I, I haven't thought about it. Next question is from Saul. Saul Saul's got a two-piece question. Number one. Are the Dolphins in a prime letdown spot after what happened to the Eagles? No. No, I don't see that at all. M- meaning, like, the Dolphins are going to take the Eagles lightly because they just lost to, to the Jets? No, I don't believe that at all. I think the Dolphins know this is a major opportunity. The Dolphins know they've only played one good team. You heard me say it there with John... Uh, or the, Yeah, they've only played one good team. You heard me say it there with John Kincaid. And people are going to call the Dolphins Fugazi if they get their shit kicked in now by the Eagles. So, no, I, I don't think there's a, a prime letdown spot at all. If anything, the letdown would have been last week. They were down 14 nothing to Carolina looking ahead to Philadelphia. So, no, I don't believe that. Next part of the question. Better championship reign, Roman Reigns or top Jew, MJF, the AEW world champion? Yeah, Roman's reign is better because Roman's reign, if both those reigns ended right now, we're going to remember Roman Reigns' title, title reign forever. It's all time. Would we remember MJF's title reign right now forever? No. Next question. C-Mac. Since tonight is the Panthers opening night, when are you going to have Guy Paquette on your show? Excellent question, C-Mac. You know what? I'm thinking, I'm thinking we'll get a reaction from Guy Paquette tomorrow. Let's do that for tomorrow, all right? So based on what happens tonight, especially because Guy Paquette used to be our, our Florida Panthers correspondent on Zaslow, Roms, and Amber, especially because Toronto is here tonight. Guy Paquette may be in the house for Panthers and Maple Leafs, so I think we can get an appearance from Guy Paquette tomorrow. And finally, Jay Fish asks, Zaslow, any moves left for the Heat to make? No, I think, well, before the season starts, no. I think once we get to the trade deadline, that's part of why I'm telling you, I think the Heat's MO this year needs to be about playing the young guys. Not just because they need to be ready to help this team in the playoffs, but because maybe there will be a trade that can come to fruition by the trade deadline and other teams seeing young guys like Highsmith, like Kane, like Jovich, like Hawkes, like, yeah, you know what? These guys are studs and we'd like to have them on our team. So no moves right now, but there are certainly moves that could pop up by the trade deadline. Thank you for the question, all you guys. I appreciate your help. And that right there is another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 Mailback. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul. That's just how we like it here. A refreshing German lager in a can. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba at your local Presidente, Sedanos, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imaz. That's how we'll kickstart week seven tonight, Thursday night football. Jaguar Saints, you got a nice cold Johnny in your hand. Don't forget, of course, always drink responsibly. And remember Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. 
our pal is CBS Sports fantasy football expert, Jamie Eisenberg. He joins us every Thursday. He's going to help us with who to play tonight, who are the good plays over the weekend. Jamie, let's start with this first MVP of the season. We are through three weeks, we're three, a, a third, excuse me, we're a little more than a third through the season. Who is the MVP of the league right now? I mean, pick a dolphin. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think it comes down to between Tua and Tyreek Hill at this point. You know, if, if Hill is going to challenge for a 2,000-yard season based on what he means to this team, it's hard not to give it to him. And clearly, it's a quarterback-driven award. So with the way Tua's playing right now, I think those are the two front runners. So um, you, could, you can make a case for Raheem Mostert, too. You know, 2005, Sean Alexander was the NFL MVP, I believe. Um, and he did it when he scored, you know, a billion touchdowns. And right now, Raheem Mostert's on that pace as well. So... Uh, I think it all sets up nicely for Mike McDaniel to be coach of the year based on how this this thing is unfolding. How do you differentiate between the two? Like, let's say Tyreek has a 2,000-yard season. Maybe he breaks Calvin Johnson's all-time record. But Tua throws for over 5,000 yards and gets close to 40 touchdowns. So how do you differentiate between the two? You could see, uh, you know, co-MVPs, you know, it, based on how things, you know, go there. Um it's again, typically it's, it's, it's such a quarterback driven award, but this would just continue the narrative for Tua, right? Just, <laughs> he has a 5,000 yep. yard season. He's the reason why his wide receiver gets those opportunities. Granted, Tyreek Hill is amazing, but someone has to get him the ball and Tyreek for what it's worth would never have had a season like this with Patrick Mahomes. So um, I, I would be very, very disappointed if Tua had that type of season as great as Tyreek Hill has been and will be that he didn't get the MVP award. It just would, again, just stick with the, everybody hates Tua narrative. Do you pay any attention to Christian McCaffrey and what's going on there in San Francisco for MVP? Uh, of course, you know, but now we got the injury to keep an eye on, which is clearly a big storyline for for him, for fantasy managers, uh, for the 49ers. You know, they're not going to be the team that they want to be if they don't have that guy for uh, a significant stretch. Doesn't sound like it's, a, you know, an injury he may even play this week. So, um, but he's definitely in the mix. You know, it's, it's funny because we have two legitimate options and we probably would have had a third if the Vikings were having a better season based on Justin Jefferson, but uh, we have two legitimate non-quarterbacks that are competing yeah. for that award in McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. So let, let's talk about McCaffrey then. You know, he's he's a question mark for this week, but his game is Monday night. So that's a difficult situation for fantasy owners. Like, what if we find out 90 minutes before kickoff that they're going to hold him out? You don't have any other options because you waited. So what do you do there? Well, first off, don't wait. You know, I mean, there are two guys that are available, one widely available in Jordan Mason, one not so much in Elijah Mitchell. And based on what Kyle Shanahan said on Monday following the game, that it seems as if Mitchell, the reason why he wasn't the first guy up against Cleveland was because he only practiced for one day last week. And that's why Mason got the first opportunity and scored the touchdown. But Mitchell's been the number two guy all season long when he's healthy. So if Mason's just sitting out there, you know, just you, you want to at least get some semblance of points. And I would be I would not be surprised if he uses both guys if McCaffrey doesn't play. But the good thing is, is that, you know, we're going to get an idea today. You know, so it, it was a little trickier when you're doing waiver moves because Tuesday, Wednesday, you don't know what's happening. But Thursday, we'll know the 49ers practice report. We'll get a better idea clearly Friday and Saturday. So you should have an idea of what's going to happen Monday. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he's he's done for the season. How does this affect the weapons in Indianapolis? And are we are we ready yet to trust Jonathan Taylor? Not ready yet to trust Taylor. You know, I do hope that this is the week where they give him more work than Zach Moss. It's a brutal matchup against the Browns. So if you can stay away from both Colts guys, I would lean that way. But Moss has just been so good. So he'll still get at least some work in the passing game would be my guess. 
Um, to be honest, it probably helps the weapons in Indianapolis just because you have a more proven passer in Gardner Minshew and a guy that's not going to take off and run as much. So you're getting those options for more targets and better chances you know, to catch the ball. So um, while Michael Pittman put up good numbers with Anthony Richardson, uh, right now we've seen Pittman's numbers pop with Minshew. Josh Downs, their nice rookie receiver, has gotten better production with Minshew as well. He's just going to stay in the pocket, hold the ball a little bit longer, give those guys some chances to make plays. So, to be honest, it actually benefits them, but obviously it makes things worse for the Colts, and we would have loved to see Richardson play this year. I'll get right back to the conversation here in a second, but if you're in the market for a new car, maybe you can't decide where to go, hey, that's not a problem. I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. Yeah, we're talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to see the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. Whatever you're looking for, maybe you're looking for something spacious, an SUV for the family. Maybe you're just looking for a Subaru sedan for your daily commute. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, we're talking the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. That's guaranteed most money for your trip. Three-day exchange policy. You're out the door 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. Lifetime vehicle warranty. You could shop right now. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. So Daniel Jones looks like he remains out, but Saquon Barkley returned last week. What do we make of Barkley moving forward? I mean, he's a must-start guy. Is he going to be a top-five guy behind that offensive line with his quarterback situation? That's a tall task for him right now, and you saw some of the struggles. Uh, I was a little disappointed with the lack of work in the passing game, but if something had to give, you know, you just realized there was there was something that wasn't going to be perfect, you know, first game after a long layoff with a high ankle sprain. But I thought he ran well, you know, over 90 yards rushing. Um, this week's matchup is is certainly interesting, and, and he has the chance to still be successful. You know, Washington's defense hasn't been that overwhelming against the run, but you know what every team's going to do against him. It's kind of been the same thing his entire career. Uh, they're going to put eight men on the uh, line of scrimmage and say, go ahead, Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones beat us. So he's going to have a lot of work ahead of him. Just unfortunately, this offensive line is a disaster, so hopefully they get healthy soon. Does Mecole Hardman back to Kansas City interest you? A little bit. You know, I mean, clearly this is a receiving core that's a work in progress. Uh, the one thing that I hope does not happen is that he impacts Raji Rice, their rookie wide receiver, who's gotten some nice production of late. And, you know, you can see the potential there. But Sky Moore has been a disaster. Kadarius Tony hasn't lived up to the expectations. And so to bring back a guy who knows your system and really was very productive for a good stretch before he got hurt last year, it's a, it's a smart move by the Chiefs because they need some help in the receiving core. So we'll see if he does anything of significance. If you're in a deeper league that has deep benches, I would absolutely pick him up. But in a 10-team, you know, 12-team league, I don't think he's moving the needle right now. All right, so let's talk about tonight. You have Trevor Lawrence. That's the big story right now. He's a game-time decision against the Saints. Give me, give me the scenario if he plays, if he doesn't play, and then the New Orleans side. I think if he plays, he's a borderline starter at best. It's such a bad matchup to begin with, and he hasn't exactly been a great fantasy quarterback. He's had some great games, but he just hasn't put up big numbers. And so banged up against that defense, it's easy to get away from him if you can. Uh, Sam Howell somebody that's out there that I like better than him this week. You know, uh, Geno Smith was dropped in a lot of leagues. I like him better than uh, Lawrence this week. It's just not great to be a Trevor Lawrence fantasy manager right now. And clearly, if he does not go, that downgrades everybody from Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, again, if they were playing an easier opponent, you say, okay, you'll take your chances. But, you know, no star quarterback and backup situation, you know, so those guys all become 
uh, you know, four or five spots less in the rankings from the receiver standpoint and two or three spots for, for Evan Ingram. Uh, for the Saints, look, it's it's uh, it's been great for Alvin Kamara since coming back from the suspension. The receptions have definitely been there. And I think we saw last week that Derek Carr's shoulder looks like it's back to full strength. So you saw some shots down the field. Uh, Rashid Shahid's an interesting desperation play. Uh, Michael Thomas has kind of been what he is, you know, just a, a low-end PPR start. I'll get you 10, 11 points at best. Uh, but Chris Olave bounced back last week, and I think you look at him and say, okay, must-start receiver. Alvin Kamara must-start running back, and we'll see what Jamal Williams does now that he's playing. All right, let's look at the Dolphins. So Dolphins and Eagles Sunday night, uh, probably the best matchup of the week. You got two five-and-one teams. What do we like? I love this game. You know, I, I, I look at this and say, okay, it's all systems go for almost everybody. I mean, obviously for the Dolphins, you know the main guys, uh, Hill, Waddle, uh, Mostert. You know, I know the matchup's not great for him, but he's the number one running back in fantasy right now. You're not sending him. Uh, we'll see if Jeff Wilson's able to go. I certainly want to have him rostered. Don't want to start him yet, but, you know, if you are desperate, remember, six teams on a bye, a lot of injuries. If he does play, you know, not a bad to have a member of the Dolphins offense. And clearly, too, as a must-start guy, top two quarterback for me for this week. Uh, for the Eagles, you know, you want to see some things, you know, maybe change a little bit. You know, Jalen Hurts was very turnover-prone last week, but you're not benching him. Uh, the big one is, is Devontae Smith. He's kind of been a disappearing act lately, showed up on the injury report with a hamstring problem. So I hope he's 100% because, again, you want to see this matchup unfold the way it's capable of. But A.J. Brown's been on an um, unbelievable stretch the last four games. Dallas Goddard's bounced back a little bit. And they found their running back in DeAndre Swift, which has been nice to see. All right, so give me your top plays here at the main position. Give me a top, like, two, three, four guys. I mean, if I had two, three, four guys at each position this week, it's a benefit because it's just so bad. But it's the usual suspects at quarterback. It's Mahomes, it's Hurts, it's Allen. You know, those three guys should all be fantastic. Uh, Tua as well. Uh, those would be the top four. The fifth quarterback, I guess you give a nod to Justin Herbert just with the hope that there's a shootout between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, running back is tough, but there is some, you know, high-profile names. Obviously, McCaffrey plays. You're putting him in that category, but – Mostert's my number one running back right now. Until he proves otherwise, he's going to be in that spot. Uh, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, love the setup for Ken Walker taking on the Cardinals. Uh, that's a terrible run defense, as we just saw from Kyron Williams last week. And then I'll still put Travis Etienne up there just because he's been fantastic, even in a tough matchup against the Saints. But uh, again, once we start to look at the, the landscape of the position, it's not great. Oh, I'll put Josh Jacobs ahead of him, taking on the Bears. He should have a, a bounce back game. At receiver, you know, you're down a lot of key guys here, but um, Keenan Allen should still be very good um, in that matchup against the Chiefs. Um, I'm trying to think of my number one receiver. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup. You know, we got the usual suspects there. Um, Keenan Allen's at four. Uh, I don't even know who's at five. Tight end is Kelsey. It's Andrews. It's Hawkinson. Um, I think Sam Laporta will bounce back and play well. Oh, Amara St. Brown. That's the fifth receiver. Um, so we should get some good performance. I know it's a tough matchup for the Lions against uh, Baltimore, but, you know, that Lions offense right now is clicking. Who are the, who are the guys we got to keep an eye on the next couple of days for uh, injury stuff? Yeah, clearly McCaffrey. Uh, you want to make sure he's 100% or able to play, excuse me, and get out there. Same game, Debo Samuel. Um, clearly he's banged up as well, dealing with a shoulder injury. You got a couple injuries in, in uh, Seattle to keep an eye on, but I think it's just veteran rest days of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Those guys should be out there. Uh, Justin Field doesn't seem like he's going to go, but if he plays, you're clearly starting him, again, given the circumstances. Roshan Johnson is, is, is frustrating right now. You know, this is now week two of the concussion protocol for him. And we haven't seen anybody so far this season miss two games due to a concussion. But the fact that he did not practice on Wednesday, still not cleared, that's troubling. And they definitely could use some help in their backfield without the little Herbert there. So that's a big one to keep an eye on. And then you got a couple guys coming back. You know, Deontay Johnson's coming back from um, his hamstring injury. Hopefully he's good to go. And the same thing with Pat Fryermuth at tight end. So the Steelers should get a little bit healthier this week coming off their bye. Awesome. Excellent job as always, Jamie. Tell everybody how they could hear you leading up to tonight's action and then all the games. Yeah, sorry. sorry for the construction. Um, it's uh, 
uh, CBS Sports HQ. Uh, you can check out our YouTube page, Fantasy Football Today, wherever you can find your podcast. And um, you could again, watch us on YouTube. And then just uh, CBSSports.com for all of your fantasy needs. Awesome. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, bud. Take care. Excellent job by Jamie Eisenberg. As always, guys, you know what time it is. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, we close every show with. Make sure we get to everything that we couldn't get to earlier. And so we will start things out here with yesterday. Yesterday on first take. You know, the NBA season starts, I believe, in five days. I believe it starts on Tuesday. The Miami Heat opened their season a week from last night on Wednesday at home against Detroit. The commissioner solved this commissioner in sports. Nonetheless, the commissioner, Adam Silver, was on first take yesterday. He sat down with Stephen A. Smith. And here's Adam Silver. A little bit of breaking news. Talk about possible changes to the All-Star game. I think we've lost sight a bit that... It's about the game at the end of the day. Again, you know, Joe Dumars is our, you know, relatively new head of basketball operations, is very focused on it. We're looking at some potential changes in format in Indianapolis this year. I think that Indiana... Can you you give us a hint about what some of those changes may be? You know, know, maybe a a return to something more traditional in terms of how the teams are... um, uh, presented. You know, we went to sort of this captain draft notion, but... Clearly, historically, it was East versus West, so you know that that's something we are looking at. Um, maybe, maybe a bit of breaking news. So, but but also, a lot of it comes down to, I think, reinforcing with our players and our teams how important this is for the fans. I, and again, I, one thing I just add, you know, one thing I've learned and, and is that, particular with our players, they're very coachable, and that you can't take for granted, particularly young players come into the league that they understand the generations of, and traditions that came before them. And I think this is where the league has to reinforce. This isn't, we don't expect playoff intensity, but we expect a competitive game for our fans. And that's what All-Star is. Okay, overall, this is not a big deal. It's embarrassing because the league continues. Last year's All-Star game, once again, was a disgrace. And the league continues to have to make rules and modifications to get players to try. That's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. And there's nothing they can do at this point, especially for the All-Star game, that's going to make players care, that's going to make players try. So this is not a big deal. But I do think it's a good idea to go back to East versus West because one of my big problems with the current format where you'd have the captains and they pick the teams... I don't know who the hell's on which team. The game's going on. I don't know who's on this bench and who's on this bench. At least with East and West. All right, I know Jimmy Butler plays for the East. I know Bam plays for the East. You know, they pick these teams right before the game starts. I have no idea who's on which team. It's stupid. So I do think they should go back to East versus West, but this is not a big deal. It's embarrassing for the league that they continued up to tweak to make players try. All right, big deal or not a big deal. Last night, the Las Vegas Aces win the WNBA Finals back-to-back champions. Now, that to me is not a big deal. I don't care about the WNBA. I don't watch the WNBA. But what I do think is a big deal is Mark Davis is the owner of the Las Vegas Aces. That's right, Al Davis' son, he owns the Raiders. He owns the Las Vegas Aces. And we see this all the time, and we saw it again last night. 
You got the trophy presentation ceremony, and the first one to pick up and hold the trophy is the owner, Mark Davis. This is a big deal because get the fuck out of here with this. It's it's so stupid that the owner holds the trophy first. We saw it last night with the WNBA. We see it all the time with the NBA. We see it all the time with Major League Baseball. We see it with the Super Bowl. Matter, why does the owner hold the trophy first? He didn't do shit. He didn't win anything. The only sport where this doesn't happen, the Stanley Cup. Can you imagine the owner is out there on the ice and he gets to hold the Stanley Cup first? Can you imagine seeing some bullshit like that? Oh, I'm I'm so over the owners holding the trophy first. Big deal or not a big deal. Mike McDaniel yesterday, Dolphins head coach, he was asked a question about how much of Tua's success comes from the system he plays in, and Mike McDaniel, he wasn't having it. There are some folks who believe that many quarterbacks in this scheme with you as the coach, with Tyreek and Jalen, Maybe even many, many quarterbacks would excel, would flourish, would be near the top of the passer Raider leading MVP candidate. What, if any, pushback is there relative to, wait, no, no, hold on. Tua is a little different. Let the push this podium over. Um, (laughs) My my answer to that would would be who the F cares because it is a team where we're working together, and I know one thing. Um, I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Let's shut that shit down. I mean, enough of this already. I hate the narrative surrounding Tua. I did a lot of that yesterday with Stephen A. Smith and his bullshit on first take. This That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Today, doubleheader, National League Championship Series. Game three is at 5.07 p.m., The series shifts to Arizona as Philadelphia looks to take a 3-0 series lead. ALCS Game 4 after the Astros. A must-win game last night. They cut that series deficit to 2-1. Game 4 tonight in Texas at 8-0-3. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Today's show presented by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. I appreciate it. Tonight's going to be a great sports night. Thursday Night Football two league championship games and you got the Florida Panthers that's the main event with their home opener tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs tell your friends tell your family about the show like rate comment do all that good stuff and of course thanks everybody who all put together a great show today I can't I can never do without all your hard work we'll talk to you on Zaslow show 2.0 tomorrow know what that means ah the show is over what better time now than to Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more 
is always brewing.